0: Here we go! You're listening to Law and Gospel on this Friday, October the 27th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and it's Email Friday, where we have a very interesting email sent to us, Beware of the Reality Benders. Now... When I first read the title of the email, I wasn't sure what they were talking about. But now I'm aware of it. When you live a life here in the United States, you have certain views of what reality is. And what's happening is they are bending reality from God's point of view to man's point of view. Just Take a look, listen to those who disagree with God's morality on abortion, homosexuality, uh, self-suicide, etc., and you can see that these are reality benders. They're moving away from God. Now, this happens on a very simple level. A Milwaukee, Wisconsin has experienced a huge spike in car thefts over the past two years. So you know what the city leadership is going to be doing? The city leadership intends to combat the problem by suing the automotive manufacturers for making their cars too easy to steal as humor columnist Dave Barry is famous for saying, no, I'm not making this up. Evidently, Hyundai and Kia, whose cars reportedly were two thirds of those stolen in the first half of 2021, can be broken in through the back window without setting off their alarm. In a press release last month, a Milwaukee alderman claimed "Hyundai and Kia are directly responsible, in my view, for the drain on police and other city resources that have been sadly directed to deal with the rash of vehicle thefts and the havoc those thefts have brought to our city. Hyundai and Kiai are directly responsible for their cars being stolen. This would then make the car thieves, which, by the way, are not mentioned in the alderman's statement, only indirectly responsible for the vehicle thefts. Are we to think that the car bandits are actually outstanding citizens with no intention of malice in their heart, who are being unduly enticed and dragged into their life of crime by auto manufacturers? Welcome to an example of the reality bending and responsibility deflecting that plague our culture. What a privilege we have to live in this magical age of thinking that inverts the truth to make the criminal the victim and the sinner the saint. This kind of progressivenessism in America has become at its core the renunciation of personal responsibility and the denial of reality as seen from God's point of view. The bad news is since the definition of truth is that which responds to reality and consequences always exist for a living a lie, we're looking at a rough road now and a worse one in the future. Warning, confusion ahead. During a recent episode of Dr. Phil, conservative author and podcast host Matt Walsh debated two individuals who would identify as non-binary on the topic of transgenderism. In other words, they did not want to say they were a man or a woman. When each refused to define the term woman, the following exchange occurred. Walsh asked, you... Stand here and say, trans women are women. What is a woman? Answer Womanhood is something that I cannot define, the activist answered. Walsh said, But you use that word. So what did you mean when you said, trans women are women? Answer, I do not define what a woman is because I do not define and identify myself as a woman. Woman is something that is an umbrella term. Walsh asks, that describes what? Answer, people who identify as a woman. Walsh. Identify as what? A woman. What is that? Walsh pressed. And there was no answer. This exchange is confounding on the one hand, but all too common on the other. In fact, after the episode aired, those who disagreed with Walsh complained in social media that they have been experiencing a heightened level of anxiety to the point that we've had numerous nightmares and depression spirals over the last month. Why? Because women no longer know how to define themselves as a woman. Now, God knows how to define the difference between a man and a woman. A woman has the capability of having a baby. A man does not. Truth be told, these people who are getting really anxious over this are experiencing what a philosopher described long ago in the book, The Revenge of Conscience. He said, those who rationalize their sins find it to be so much work that they require other people to support them in it. This is the reason why society invented safe spaces and similar means to escape the reality or those who disagree with them. Just go to a number of universities and you will find that certain talk is forbidden, particularly from conservatives because it upsets moderates in what is being said. We are at a point now where simple words and phrases are attempted to be cut out of society, even down to software code to avoid short circuiting people. Writing in the Wall Street Journal, physicist and atheist Lawrence Krauss pokes fun at Google's language police, who are spearheading the removal in the tech world of words they deem as offensive, such as black box and, incredibly, smartphone. Now, the black box, a plane crashes, and they can find out a lot from the two black boxes that are in most planes the one reports what the pilots were saying because they have microphones attached to them and the other black box reports what was happening with the planes mechanisms and so they can kind of figure out what caused the trash now That crash was caused by many things, but they call them black boxes, but they're not black. They're actually red so that when the plane, for example, falls into the sea, they can be found more easily. Krauss correctly observes the list of terms excluded in the name of Inclusion often borders on the ridiculous. The eternal alternative reality scam. Poet and Nobel Prize winner Malos wrote a beautifully titled work called The Discreet Charms of Nihilism where he reveals a particular telling truth about our current society. He comments on how Marx called religion the opiate of the people. Now, what did Marx mean by that? That there was no truth to any religion, but it made people feel good to believe there was a religion and they would drink of it fully. Meloes writes, Now we are witnessing a transformation because of Marxism. A true opium of the people is a belief in nothingness after death. The huge solace of thinking that for all of our betrayals, our greed, our cowardice, our murders. We are not going to be judged. In fact, in some parts of the country, we're living with a current see no evil, prosecute no evil culture. And it's doing everything in its power to reinforce this alternative reality scam by not judging and punishing lawbreakers. There are many Walgreens stores in California that have closed down because the police are told if a robber steals less than $100 worth of merchandise, then you are not to arrest them. So people are just going into these Walgreens stores and just taking things off the shelf. In fact, the only Walgreens stores that are kind of left are those where the products are locked up in cases. You can see it, but then you have to get a salesperson to open the case if you want to purchase the item this is what's happening with a lot of judges they are hearing people who even have committed murder and they're letting them off they're not sending them to jail this is a perfect example of reality benders people who see the reality but ignore it and bend it to suit their own wishes. So if you step back for a moment and take it all in from a big picture perspective, it's a magnificently crafted plan of such deviance that it could only be orchestrated by one master maestro. Now, who's that? Well, he's the same one who told Eve when she hesitated in disobeying God, you surely will not die. Genesis 3, verse 4. Making the judgment of God the first doctrine to ever be denied in Scripture. But unlike the other reality disconnects, the consequence of this truth bending is eternal. And frighteningly, the vast majority of humanity has been suckered into it, swallowing it hook, line, and sinker. When I was younger, I have two brothers, I would do something wrong in the house. And when my parents asked me why did that happen? I would always blame my brothers. Uh, For example, we were playing tag once and my younger brother ran away from me not to get tagged, ran into the bedroom and shut his bedroom door quickly so that when I came up to the bedroom door, it actually cracked the bedroom door. Now, my parents were gone at the time, but I don't know how it happened. Uh, within 10 minutes of my dad getting home, he discovered the crack in the door. He asked me, Tom, Tom, How did this happen? And I said, oh, my brother slammed the door in my face. No. He had closed the door to protect himself from me, but I blamed him for the problem. That's what happens a lot of times. We blame someone else or something else. Oh, I wanted to be home in time for dinner, but there was no clock out on the baseball field where I was playing. Reason after reason. It's amazing to me, uh, looking at the FBI files on YouTube, how many times somebody murders their spouse and then gives a reason that their spouse was not being nice to them, and they deserved to be put to death. That's a reality bender. In fact, C.S. Lewis describes the distinction between the wise and foolish person. He says, for the wise men of old The cardinal problem of human life was how to conform the soul to objective reality. And the solution was wisdom from the Holy Spirit, self-discipline and virtue. But for the modern person, the cardinal problem is how to conform reality to my wishes. So that's why every religion in the world outside of Christianity has a view of God that is very close to what the person views about themselves. Therefore, nothing but disaster occurs when you choose your own view of God over the Biblical view. It's a judgment, and the end result is spelled out by Solomon in the book of Proverbs, written thousands of years ago. I'm reading from Proverbs 1, beginning with verse 24. God is speaking. Because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention, and you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes, when your dread comes like a storm and your reality calamity comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. That's really true. That's Proverbs 1, 24 to 29. We don't fear the Lord, and therefore we don't listen to his will, to his commandments. We make up our own, and this is the way in which we become a reality bender. It's not just Milwaukee leadership being such reality disconnectors. A day after Governor Gavin Newsom toured a stretch of Union Pacific rail tracks in Los Angeles, littered with the remains of looted packages from the train. Progressive LA County District Attorney George Kaskin blamed railroad operators for the problem and said the railroad doesn't do enough to ensure its trains are adequately locked and protected. Yet I've seen a number of short items on the Internet where the robbery of train took place, where people would come in with guns and force the train people to open up the safe, and then they would have people outside the train willing to take away the looted properly. In fact, just recently I read an article that another really big problem is packages sent by USPS or by Federal Express and they're left on the front porch. Well, guess what? The city that is best known For the packages being stolen off the front porch is St. Louis, Missouri. It's followed by a number of other cities, but St. Louis is number one. And they even have video of thieves running up the front porch, taking the package, and running back. One episode that I found humorous is a woman who picked up the package and as she ran off the stairs, she tripped on the steps and fell down and was unable to walk. But her friend in the car waiting for her ran over and helped pick her up and the package and took them to the car. Now, it seems to me that if you are somebody who is getting packages through the mail, and a lot of times it's drugs or from amazon.com, it could be toys for your kids, you should have a box out there that from the top, the package can be put in. But once it's in there, the box is locked, so only you who have the key can get it out. Plus, the box is covering the package, so nobody can see that a package is even on your front porch. The Fed Express knows to put it in the box, close the box, and wait for you to open the front door. When you get home, and check the box by opening with a key. There are ways around this, but is there such a box? Somebody told me there is, but I can't find it on the Internet. If you find it, tell me where it is, and then email me at tombaker.com. At brick.net. Brick is B-R-I-C-K. That's my email address. Tom Baker at Brick dot net. We appreciate emails sent to us by our listeners because it wakes us up to situations we are unaware of. Uh, regardless of the theft of hindas and Kias, I bet an article like this will make sure that a person doesn't buy such a vehicle. So, keep sending me emails. We'll share with you the reality benders that is happening by people in our society to take responsibility for crime away from themselves and put it on someone else. And gospel, until then, God bless you.